Rejoice, America, because your captain scored and did it again. Christian Pulisic scores as Chelsea draws 1-0 against Real Madrid in the Champions League first leg semifinals. We have Jimmy Conrad to discuss the game and what's more to come, including looking ahead to the second leg next week. Our Champions League Tuesday recap, Real Madrid-Chelsea 1-0 begins right now. Hey everybody, welcome to Kego Lasso, our Tuesday Champions League recap as Real Madrid and Chelsea end with a 1-1 result. Straight away, I have here Jimmy Conrad, of course, as always. Jimmy, uh, talk to me about this game. We have um, we have very similar thoughts, so I just wanted you to just jump straight in. Okay, so my first thought. And when I watched this game or when it finished, I thought, actually, the second half was super conservative. And I thought we were going to see that in the first half. And the first half was pretty wide open. And I thought we'd see that in the second half. So that was a bit of a shock and surprise. But 1-1, we discussed that being one of the four results that we thought would happen. Given how wide open it was in the first half, I'm actually surprised it finished 1-1, given the amount of opportunities at least that Chelsea had. But uh, good result for Chelsea, all things considered. Madrid, I don't even know what the hell their game plan was. Sometimes I think it's hard for us, Luis, to make bets without knowing the starting lineups. And when Madrid went with a back three and had Marcelo as the wing back, I knew there was going to be big trouble because Marcelo is just not the Marcelo of old. He's, he's a liability at this point, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And it showed because then you have Tony Cruz getting pulled out of position to cover for him. You have Luka Modric getting pulled out of position to cover for him. And it just really threw off the flow. Secondly, missing Furlan Mendy. We talked about this at left back killed Madrid because they had Nacho there. He's a right footer. So every time he got the ball and was under a little bit of pressure, of course, you're naturally going to go to your strong foot, not go to your left. And it showed they just couldn't generate anything. And then that allowed Militao on the other side, because they played the back three to be the guy playing out of the back. He doesn't look comfortable on the ball either. So they could just never really establish too much of a flow. I thought maybe there was a 10 or 15 minute period in the second half where you could tell they were in control. But outside of that, I thought Chelsea were very well organized and I can't really say too much negative about Chelsea, I thought there were some tremendous performances. And Gola Conte in particular, man, what an what, what I just I don't even know the superlative I want to use to, to, to describe him, but he was tremendous. Just sing his song. That's it. Oh, <laughs> that, that's it. Like he's too good, man. He's just ridiculous. He really is. Jimmy, you were spot on on everything. I'm very surprised, Jimmy Conrad, that you haven't brought up Captain America yet, <laughs> even even as early as here. Well, yeah, I guess I'm always looking through the defensive lens right that is that is very true so let's begin with that let's begin with the fact that chelsea took the lead very early on christian pulisic a fantastic ball from rudiger uh pulisic saw it he, he ran inside but honestly what was real madrid doing but regardless pulisic very quick good finish so happy for him um the first american to score in the semi-final yeah, I probably should have started there. Now I feel bad because <laughs> I tweeted out after he scored. I tweeted out, we're going to win the 2026 World Cup. Of course you did. <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, what about 2022? I'm like, what? that's the World Cup where we, quote unquote, get some valuable experience. And then we go on to win get the one minute. that we're hosting. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so yes, tremendous. Uh, I was excited he started, by the way. And the timing of his run, you know, I thought Timo Werner, did his job in some ways just by standing in a good spot. Sometimes good positioning does unlock a few things. The two center backs were locked in on him. Pulisic well-timed run. No pressure on the ball, right? Very similar to the goal that Vinicius scored yeah. against Liverpool. I was they, they thinking hold, exactly that when I was watching it. Yeah. yeah, hold a high line with no pressure on the ball. Rudiger just gets to pick up his head. I don't know. The pressure on the ball was was pretty ridiculous. You got to step to him at some point. But great ball, great run, great composure. 
again, even even after the ball went over the top, the fact that Courtois went out and didn't allow his defenders to actually just go defend it, I thought was a mistake in Courtois' mind. He should have just let his center backs try to deal with it before he he really committed himself and gave once Pulisic got past him, essentially both corners at that point. So fair play to Pulisic. I thought he looked up for it. He draws a ton of fouls. He's so good at kind of controlling the tempo for the team. Like there are ever any, excuse me, if they're ever under any pressure, he grabs the ball, he wins a foul and it kind of slows the game down and allows the team to kind of transition uh, and slowly walk up the field and then kind of get set from there. These are really invaluable things that don't always show up on the stat sheet. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Uh, and to be honest with you, I think it goes back to your Marcelo point. I just think it was just such a weird formation that Real Madrid brought on. I don't know if he was overthinking it. Maybe it was a, a smart way because they thought that Chelsea would obviously try and overwhelm in the midfield and you had to capitalize, especially going forward. But anyway, regardless, Chelsea takes the lead. But then here comes Karim Benzema. Uh, just like we always say, um, I said it on HQ, but it's not like it's a unique thought. Everybody thinks it. Lucho Garcia said it, of course. I know that you say it. You know, you give this man just uh, what? Just just open. If you open the door a tiny little bit, he's just going to ram right in. And that's what happened. There was a, a corner, obviously, you know, a little bit of commotion. And then, boom, two touches, goal, one all. Karim Benson is ridiculous. So that gives him 71 career Champions League goals, ties him for fourth with Raul. It's amazing. With no penalties. Amazing, of those 71 yeah. goals, none of those have been penalties. Uh, in third is Robert Lewandowski with 73 goals. He scored 13 penalties. I wouldn't look this up, by the way. So that actually drops no, I love to 60. It. And, then, and then Messi has 16 penalties out of his 120. So that drops into 104. I don't think Benzema is going to catch 104 anyway. And then uh, Ronaldo has 129 goals. And he, excuse me, 139. Sorry, I, I got a cast in my hand. I can't write very well. He's got, <laughs> he's got 19 19 uh, penalties. So it's all, just all of this, by the way, Jimmy, sorry to interrupt. During the time when Benzema would play with Cristiano Ronaldo, so it's not like he wasn't the target man always, right? True, it's, true. It's, it's kind of amazing. It really is amazing. I wonder if, if Madrid end up winning anything of consequence this season, only La Liga and Champions League at this point. Benzema has to get a ton of credit for really putting this team on his back throughout most of the season to score the timely goals. I mean, he's the reason they have a chance in leg two now. When he's the reason they're here. Yeah, exactly. That's I, honestly, <laughs> like it, it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't say enough about him. And then you're looking at him like towards the end of this game, and he's he's like he's in you know he's in his own half, like trying to clear and play around, and it's 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 his contribution to this team is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it ends one all at halftime. A lot of commotion. I know you know. Playing in the rain, it's just amazing. And you were just watching everybody. It was so crazy. And then the second half brings you a different type of flow, a different type of rhythm. I think more controlled, more reserved from both sides. Chelsea looked very good in many stages. And Aiden Hazard comes in, he tries to do something late. But in the end, it ends one all. Uh, how, did you, how did you feel about that second half specifically? I know that it was more reserved, but were you surprised? Did you think that it, the sort of rock and roll-ish of it all was going to continue? I think Chelsea did what they set out to do, which was get that away goal. And yeah. from there to maybe then extend themselves, they gave away basically nothing to Madrid for most of the game. And yet Benzema found a way to, to score. I didn't think they wanted to put themselves in a position to, to have those, those small margins get exploited once again. So I think Tuchel definitely put some stuff in place. However, and, and I say what the one thing they did, I don't feel like they pressed as high. 
I think they allowed Madrid to play out of the back a little bit, give the ball to Nacho and Militao, who aren't necessarily great with the ball. At least Nacho isn't on the left side. N'Golo Conte, who was pressing way up the field in the first half, I think he was a little bit more reserved and just picked his spots. I thought he was really tremendous today. I thought Rudiger was fantastic as well. Tiago Silva, Christensen, those guys were solid, but for me, the standouts were Conte. I thought Mount actually dropping deeper to pick up the ball really helped the team transition, and obviously Pulisic was very good with his, his opportunities when he got them. Timo Werner, I could go through each player here, but Timo Werner, he had that sitter that he should have scored early that Pulisic headed across. Courtois makes a great foot save, but he's got to pick a corner at that point. He can't go straight. So Timo Werner, I think, got into his own head uh, in that moment, probably couldn't get out of it, didn't have as much of an impact. That said, they got that all-important away goal. And then for Madrid, they got to feel good that they somehow salvaged a point or at least got a draw on this one, gives them a little bit of something, some type of momentum heading into leg two. But that away goal, I think, could be could be daggers. And I think that Thomas Tuchel in one-offs, as we've talked about with JJ, who knew him from his time at PSG, he, he's very good in these situations, especially when he gets his team to buy into that underdog role. And I just don't see how Madrid are going to score. Outside of Benzema pulling off some magic again, how are they going to score? Even if Sergio Ramos comes back into the team, how are they going to score? Where is it going to come from? I just thought they looked a little unbalanced today, and I don't think Marcelo helped. No, not not at all. Um, and I think that's the that's the question right there. How are Real Madrid going to score in the second leg? And you you kind of already answered my question. I was going to ask you who leaves this first leg happier, Chelsea or Real Madrid? I would say the edge is Chelsea because an away goal is crucial. And given the fact that they play so well defensively, they should feel very confident at Stamford Bridge. But I think to your point, Real Madrid can equally say, well, all we need to do is score and just, you know, we'll go through. The problem is you have to do it against a very resilient side from Thomas Tuchel. The thing is, though, yes, how are they going to score, you know, aside from Benzema getting some magic? Well, Usually Benzema does create magic. So that's the thing. Like I, I don't, I don't know who the favorite is in the second half. Do you have one? I would say second leg. Sorry, not second. No, half. no, no. Yeah, I understand. I think that there is something about Madrid. They just figure out ways to get through. And we even look back at the group stages with this team. They were left for dead. They lost to Shakhtar Donetsk twice. That alone should get them eliminated from this competition. But they ended up winning the group. They had no business winning the group. They found a way to do it. And there's just something about this particular team this season. They figure out ways to get it done. I could see if they did it and got to the Champions League final, nobody would be surprised. Like, well, that's Madrid doing what Madrid does. And then with regard to Chelsea, given how pragmatic Tuchel is and, and how organized his teams are, if they got to the final, I think we could have the same thing. I don't know necessarily who has the advantage. I know that Tuchel is going to try to continue to play that underdog card, but but I feel like Madrid are now the, the underdogs going into leg two for sure. I will say this though, okay? Uh, this, the goal that Real Madrid conceded can be rectified from Sedan's standpoint. So if they are stronger defensively, Ma- Marcelo's not starting in the second leg that much, I know. I just, I just, you know, I just think that Sedan will probably revert to a more conservative, definitely for the first half. I don't know. I just, it's going to be tricky. I I don't, I can't pick your favorite right now. I just know that both sides can take a negative and can take a positive. And I, I don't think, think, yeah, no, no, I'm with you on that. I, I think uh, we're both on the fence as to who might be the favorite in, in the next one. But I thought what Chelsea did really well, and, and, and maybe this is exploiting what Zidane did. I think starting Marcelo was a risk. I, I was a fan of it as, I saw it on paper. I'm like, oh, that's not a bad shout, you know? And then I saw they were going into a 3-5-2. 
it to really to match Chelsea, you know, uh, position for position. And I then saw as the game progressed, especially very early on, it was clear Cruz is getting pulled out of the middle. Modric is getting pulled out of the middle. Casemiro is probably doing and covering more ground than he needs to. And I really thought that stifled Chelsea, or excuse me, Madrid in a lot of different ways. They got to get Marcelo off the fields. I think you start Asensio potentially go into the formation that you're normally in. You know, I, I get where Zidane was coming from, but I don't think he actually pushed the right buttons today. Yeah, no, I agree. And by the way, this weekend, Chelsea has Fulham. Real Madrid has Osasuna. So there's room for squad rotations. Do you see Werner starting in the second leg? I do, yeah. I, I think that he keeps back lines honest in a way that Havertz, Tammy Abraham, Olivier Giroud can't. I think that his speed is something that gives Madrid some concern and should, right? But now what they need to consider is essentially the goal that you talked about the one that Pulisic scored, they could have really fixed that. It's an easy fix. They drop off a yard or two, they head it out, and nobody ever even thinks about that play again. You're, you're basically yelling at Rudiger for like, why are you playing a straight ball to a straight run? Like, why? what are you even doing? So yeah. so it's kind of funny how, you know, a yard or two can, could solve a lot of problems. If Sergio Ramos comes back into the team, I, I think that that Madrid have a great chance. That guy's a winner. Whether you love him or not, the guy's a winner. And I think his presence alone makes Madrid a much better team. No, absolutely. We've said it before. Just like Messi is so crucial to Barcelona, Sergio Ramos is crucial to Real Madrid. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it. That's our Champions League Real Madrid Chelsea recap. We have plenty more coming at you, including our Wednesday preview and so much more. Jimmy Conrad, final thoughts before we say goodbye. I can't wait for leg two and I can't wait for leg one of PSG Man City. These semifinals are popping off and I'm here for it. Absolutely right. Keep them coming. Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, Luis. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pod. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Golasso. We're on cbsports.com as well. Please, please make sure that you keep supporting us. It's the best way to grow this show. We have plenty more to come. Have a great, great rest of your day.